The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 231. This year is going by fast, Daryl. I believe it's going a bit quick. Because here we are, the last episode of February. At the top of the show, we want to, while we have your attention, we want to make sure that we highlight the fact that you, yes, you, those that are watching this on LinkedIn or YouTube or listening to the podcast, yes, you need to be following us. So make sure on all the socials you're following us at 365MCS. That's 365 Message Center Show. So 365MCS. And when you are on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. You are, you've thumbs up. Is that, is that a, is that a liked, word? Liked the okay. episode. You've liked, well, anyway. Uh, you've clicked the thumb, thumb up. Uh, you've liked the episode that helps others find us. And of course, make sure you tinkle the little bell. We're going to do that by, uh, we're gonna, last week we did our heel. And we're gonna kinda do that a little bit again, but it's gonna be a, um, a, f- a reverse flying kick is the way we're going to do it. It's wow, like you're getting into kick. like martial arts and things now? That's correct. <sighs> reverse yep. flying So that's kick. how you're going to hit the like bell. So, Let me just um, give you a bit more room on the screen to show us that. So on the after show, I will show you exactly how to do that. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So make sure you're following us, everyone, so you can then tag us with stuff that you see coming in your tenant and things that break if they do or or whatever let us know break. we'd love to engage with you no yeah. nothing ever breaks no no it's it's more a case of something arriving but not knowing about it that'd right. be more likely something hmm. yeah. so let's um dive in if you're okay with that oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with topic that. yep yep let's uh, Get switch it. that on okay with that topic i right. i am i am okay with that and, and nice segue there, Daniel. Yeah, we do have a few messages to get through, and some that uh, we haven't seen um, some action for a while, like this one. Viva Topics. Use Syntex taxonomy to generate topics. MC335608. Remember what Syntex is. It's that partner kind of service. It's all part of the Viva Topics picture, which... Uh, you can train to read things in voices and documents, and it will extract information and put it into the systems that you need it to. Um, quite clever, and uh, been around for I think about two, maybe three years now on on that journey. Um, so, and then topics, of course, is the place where you can surround knowledge around certain topics. Uh, they can be detected across your environments using AI. It brings together pages, and it has a human component, of course, where you get your subject matter experts and people that curate that knowledge. So those two together, um, what is improving here? Well, uh, syntax, as you're scanning through these documents, uh, will find certain keywords and things that you are, of course, going to mark as important and potentially a category for a document or a category for certain things that could become a topic in its own right. And that's what's happening, Daniel, that bringing those two together, uh, you'll be able to consume the topics uh, or things that have been identified as, as key words as topics within Viva Topics, uh, bringing what you're scanning together with the knowledge that you might be curating in those topical pages. 
Does that sound interesting? That sounds like a great topic. I the I think what is interesting on this is what we thought should be happening, or at least okay, what I thought should be happening with all of this is bringing um, this knowledge and information about topics, about content types, and and all of that, bringing that together so that uh, it is we can be working together, right? That mm. it shouldn't be silos or, or whatever. So that, yes, I, it makes sense to me. And I'm hoping that, you know, for greater uh, integration in the future too. Mm -hmm. So you have a process there. I mean, take a closer look at the message, but you can create topics from the terms that are detected within uh, syntax. Um, you can go through that process and confirm or deny, decline or succeed. I think we were playing with the um, concept of, uh, uh, what was it, when an invoice is accepted or declined, that maybe the, the topical page is right. called declined. The answer is no. So let's set up a page for the answer of no. Which um, Of no? Yeah. Like, you know, the, the department of no. Come here. Yes. <laughs> We've got a whole department exactly. with uh, subject matter experts on that. Completely off topic, but anyway. Well, speaking of saying no. Yes. Next topic is site owners can manage requests for third-party apps on their sites. SharePoint Online. Mm -hmm. This is MC335624. And this is really just a modernization of the my requests, um, the, the, or your request, I guess I should say, in the site content. So it is um, really just the ability to see those requests and take back those requests, withdraw them um, for those third-party apps. So when you're going in the SharePoint online store and want to add an app to site collection, uh, of course the request goes is sent to the tenant admins, but this way you can withdraw a request if you would like, or you can also see a status of you know your request in there as well. So just a modernization of that, um, and that's rolling out the uh, early March so almost now-ish and completed by mid-March for targeted release and then standard release early April to mid-April is the target for, for the rollout for this. It's as simple nice. as that. Yep. Yes. All right, well, uh, moving on to, I guess, another bit of managing the experience. Admin pinning for message extensions. This, of course, is talking about Microsoft Teams messaging extensions. MC double three six two five three. Remember those little thingos? I don't think this is the best picture here, but the little um, icons at the bottom when you're composing a message within Teams, and you've got the format button, which there's some default things that are there. Uh, one of my recently new favorites, Loop, has appeared there too. But you could have um, added other applications or messaging extensions to help you bring other contents into a, a conversation. Polly, as an example, um, maybe you want to run a poll. Um, so these messaging extensions will be uh, available for admins to pre-pin so that you can standardize what you want to offer to people in their messaging experience. And that would be across your conversations in chat and also within Teams conversations. Um, so the screenshot we see is that messaging pinning experience uh, for admins. Uh, I would drag across the window and show you what the 
um, composing experience is like, but I'm sure many of you have used that uh, 10 times by now today. So just bring that out of your seared memory of what those look like. And think about some of those apps you might have added yourself. Uh, would you suggest some of those be standardized across uh, your organization uh, to use? So that is uh, rolling out mid-March and expected to be completed early April for admins to be able to pin these apps uh, ahead of time. All, All right. right. So let's easily navigate. How about that? OneDrive easily navigate to all your team's files, MC336857. This is rolling out mid-March, so in a couple weeks expected to complete by early April for targeted and standard is early April through late April. Um, this is your ability. So now you're able to go to OneDrive. So take OneDrive for the web and you're able to see your SharePoint files. So you can go in and click on a SharePoint site's name and it shows you the document library, the standard document library now, the default one. Um, but you can switch between the document libraries of the site to see all your SharePoint files. Now we're going to be, with this rollout, we'll be uh, seeing a Your Teams section in the More Places area. So over there on the left-hand side uh, of OneDrive web. What, sorry, on where? On the left hand side. Of, I can't of tell. There's no there's no image here, Daniel. There is no image. Uh, so it'd be really great if there was an image in this message to showcase where exactly that I can paint one for you if you be. want. Uh, no, that's okay. I think people oh, okay. can use their imagination. Interpretive. Uh, no. So, uh, yeah. So if you feel so inclined, go ahead and you can give some feedback on this message and say, hey, it would be great for you to have a screenshot here. But um just imagine where the imagine. sharepoint sites are that's mm. where the teams are going to be so uh you might want to let people know maybe give a, a little blurb update or whatever to your users whether it's in your newsletter or post a news item in teams or on sharepoint wherever you do that uh, to communicate that hey you're going to be have access to your teams files there as well it's not a big change you know it's not changing the behavior of something existing so um, but I think it's uh, really cool. And it's in line with something we'll mention again soon. Yes, but first, let's get some insights in Viva yeah, well, and focus on that. You're on a roll today, man. <laughs> um, yeah, Viva Insights, uh, we know the thing on the, the left-hand side, which tells us all about um, time that we should be setting aside to focus and... Uh, whether we're staying in connection with our, our network and people. Uh, up until now, we've had the ability to, to set or book focus time on the fly from Teams. Um, so this update is allowing us to enroll in a plan. So not just every day or each week going through and saying, I'm going to book a block of focus time for this day. Uh, like we can with Outlook, we'll be able to go in Teams and say, I want my focus plan to look like this. Um, so you can book regular time, regular blocked time, and enroll in that plan and adjust that plan as needed. So this is a good update because it, it brings it into more parallel with the, the Outlook experience that we've been able to do for some time. Uh, and 
Yeah, also means that you can protect your time without having to necessarily do that every day. Now, I've always thought, Daniel, this protect your time is, a, is an interesting label because focus time, uh, even though you schedule it and even though it picks up your status and changes it to do not disturb, we still find people book over the top of focus time, don't we? Most certainly. And um, just like they overbook other meetings. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, it, it is something that I think I was talking about this yesterday with some with some folk. Um, the this whole and I don't know if it's a pandemic or if it's just the different it, because we focused or we've moved to virtual meetings primarily or what it is, but the whole um, being in meetings all day long and mm. double booking meetings and triple and this expectation that um, I feel like people have that if I send you a meeting invite, you're going to be there, uh, whether mm. you're, you know, you have time or not. Uh, so I, I think really this is, this is a technology part of a, um, uh, really what you need, yeah, cultural change that needs to happen mm. in organizations that don't already have it is that we have to respect our calendars. And mm. if someone is not available, then don't exp don't send them a meeting invite uh, at that time, right? Just don't even send it to them. Because if you send them a meeting invite knowing that they're not going to show up, then you're giving them pressures to show up, right? Mm. Uh, or an expectation. So I feel like things like this that can help us really have a focused plan is good. It's just part of that culture you need to have in your organization. Hmm, interesting question here from Peter or Pete. Is there a message to meeting organizers when they schedule over focus time? I think that's a really good feature uh, request because we've got one now where if you send an email, you'll have insights or Viva Insights tell you, do you want to schedule us so that it sends it during work hours? So I think a similar one, right, that goes ahead and checks someone's calendar and says, yeah, this this time is um, yeah. actually for focus. But I agree with you that the functionality is there, though, and has mm. been there for a very long time in Outlook to say, let me see this scheduling assistant to see if people are actually available. Yeah. Um, so internally, that's what people should be using when they're scheduling meetings. Now, externally, yeah. of course, you know, we're kind of up the creek mm. there, but... Uh, I feel like that's the case, but could it be that it would be more proactive? Uh, maybe somebody didn't check that out. Then, you know, just like a you're sending something to someone's out of office, uh, you know, that they're out of office, you can you can get alert when you're sending them a message in Teams, and it you know pops up, hey, this person's out of the office. Why couldn't it be something like that, where you get a mm. a message, you're scheduling this over. You know when this person and this person is not available yep. i, I yep. think that would be nice fantastic idea yep. so this is rolling out now ish well, i mean ish. it's early march here daniel we've got the first mm -hmm. of march here i know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh to to late march so let's see how this comes out and whether you can protect your time more effectively with this feature uh you're going to take us back to onedrive and sharepoint and teams daniel take it on back Yes, OneDrive and SharePoint. Access your team's standard and private channel files. MC336858. This is rolling out late March, expected early April 
for targeted release and standard release early April, rolling out late April to late April. So this is, and this is another message where there's no screenshots. It would be great. Working I am, I'm told that the team is working on it and we'll add that in there eventually. Yeah, I am. I'm but, paint um, nice. But, um, the, this is where, you know, when you go to a SharePoint site for your uh, team's uh, channel, right? You go, you can open that directly. You can open it from the files tab and say open in SharePoint, whatever. But you're going to have a section called in channels. When you go to that document library uh, on that team's connected site and that's great. So it's going to say, you know, here are the files in in the channels, um, as well as you know the whole move copy picker. When you're going through that, you'll be able to see them as well. But what I think is key on this and exciting about this is um, there will be you know being able to see you know private channel files um, that you have access to. So if you're a member of a private channel, being able to see that th those files as well and i think this has been a big issue for people trying to stay organized before teams came along your files were on your desktop or on your laptop because they were being synced with the onedrive sync client right so you had those virtual folders or you would go into sharepoint and navigate around to get your files um, or you know however but with teams files are kind of all over the place because they're uh, on in standard channels, yes, and so, but you have to visit each channel in Teams to see those files, um, uh, or you can go to SharePoint and see in folders. But, but then private came along channels, and you're like, how, how am I supposed to see all these together? And you can't, mm. right? But this is this is um, bringing that back to to helping us to be able to do that. How about that, Daniel? Is that is that kind of good? It, it, I, we imagine it to be down the left-hand side and it'll be this expansive kind of click on it to expand and show. For those that are um, in the audio podcast, just know that Daryl has dri drawn some... Driveled. Driveled um, some interesting things on the screen. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, Upvotes, if you will. Thank you. Um, cool. Good, good feature. Um, it, it is going to make an impact because it makes it easier to to traverse and find those things. Next message. We've got, oh, we into quick mentions now, Daniel. LinkedIn. LinkedIn integration coming to Microsoft Teams. Um, and it sounds bigger than it is. <laughs> but, you know, when we go to Outlook today, we can see a LinkedIn tab that tells people a little about you and... Um, that's great. Uh, we'll now see that also within Teams uh, when you go to chat with someone. On a one-on-one -on -one chat, you can recognize the uh, titles along here. Your chat, of course, we're having your conversations, the files you might have shared, the organizational tab. Right there at the end will be LinkedIn. So that'll present some of the LinkedIn information about uh, the person you are chatting with. Uh, so that is uh, rolling out mid-March and completes early April. Yeah, I think that'd be good to, especially when you're connecting with external people, to, to mm. see some information about them. That'd be great. All right, next up, we have Microsoft 365 Admin Center. Hey, that's what we're looking at. Yeah. Creating more granular email notifications for service 
issues. Um, I like how these titles of these messages really tell us, you know, kind of it's the body of the message could be sometimes, but this that's exactly what this is about being able to sign up. There's two new actions that we can sign up for that will give us a little bit more granularity on, um, you know, if there's issues uh, to to get those notifications. And so uh, one is issues in your environment that require action. Now, who, I, that's Microsoft determining that it requires action. Uh, <laughs> and the second is issues with priority accounts. So uh, that's in addition to the incidents and advisories that you can already sign up for. So again, this is just quickly giving you a, a couple more options to be a little more granular on what types of information that you'll get. So you don't have to, for instance, uh, subscribe to all four, right? You can not subscribe to things like advisories, but maybe you want to um, have those new, those two new issue ones, um, getting notifications for those, then go ahead and sign up for those. Okay, it's that easy. Don't don't freak out, just did you, click the Did you know box. that you could nominate accounts as priority accounts? Yes, there's this whole voting procedure and it's like a pageant and, you know, oh. you have to tell about, you know, what you want to see in the world. Um, <laughs> so this is rolling out late February, which is now and expected the rollout to be completed in late March. So it's going to be about a month rolling this out across uh, all the organizations. So next quick mention is about cross cloud anonymous things <laughs> it is a little confusing when you read it uh, teams desktop client cross cloud anonymous meeting join mc double three five six three four some of us need to attend meetings uh, across different clouds now uh, this is not the same as across tenants this is when most of us or a lot of us are in a commercial cloud or an educational commercial cloud uh, but there are other clouds your gcc your gcc high and your dod those are entirely separate clouds and sometimes we do need to attend meetings across those clouds uh, and we might choose to to join those anonymously uh, so What's uh, coming to this up in this update is that you'll be able to do that from your team's desktop client. You have been able to do it from uh, the web for a little while, but um, being able to do that from your desktop means you can easily switch over to that uh, meeting and choose to be anonymous if you need to. Um, so that is rolling out in standard and GCC in early March now-ish and expect to be complete late March, GCC high and DOD, rolling at early March, completed early May. So they take a little bit longer on that one to get through. Um, Indeed. Yeah, moving on to forms. Yeah, forms. Split, sending, and sharing entry point. I paused for the, for the uh, colon there. MC335638, and I have a really good story about this and why this is a great thing. So in Forms, Microsoft Forms, when you go to share, as it is now, there is one sharing screen. And so there's a section where you can get a link to share the, the form to, for people to fill in. And then you can create a link to collaborate on it, meaning you're giving others edit permissions. 
and they can view the results right from the form entries so what this is doing is actually removing that second part the collaboration link it's removing it from the share and and putting it up into the settings ellipsis so if you, when you click on that you'll be able to still do the same function it's just they're moving that option mm. and the reason the story i have uh, let me t it's rolling out late february so nowish uh, expected to be completed by late March. The story I have is I received a form to fill out from a company and the form went out to, I don't know, um, hundreds of people. And I was just, I saw the email and I, it was one of those chance, chance opportunities where I actually had time to click on the, the link then. <laughs> and so I did and I opened it up and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I went, wait, I can view the results from this? Ooh. What's going on? And then I and then I realized I could actually edit the form. I'm like, oh, so I contacted them, and that's what they had done. You know, just haphazardly, just gone in there and said, click, create a link, but it was under the collaboration, mm. and then shared that link. So um, th I think this will help remove that oops kind of moment uh, when yeah. sharing. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be inclined to add um, maybe some questions around who wants coffee who wants tea how many sugars you know just to the bottom of that form as an order yes you would do something like that i mm. i do understand so what i want to learn about now though daryl is how we're going to enhance yammer <laughs> this is a very wordy update that that again we'd have to get at the interpretive paintbrush and bob ross this thing Enhancements to Yammer and in interactive email notifications, MC336223. Uh, get through the wordiness. And um, I, I think it's, it's <laughs> I have to interpret this. I think it's about just making the information smaller and tighter and I guess like a compact mode that we've had recently come to Teams so that in Yammer email notifications, you'll see more information in that interactive email. Um, it, I, I like the interactive emails. It means that if if I don't have time to open up Yammer and you know interact with it, I can do it directly from the message. But there has been a limit to how much uh, you can put into that space. And um, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's just a new layout. It'll it'll look a bit more compact and display more information. It's just another message this week where we, we don't know what that looks like. So uh, that is expected to roll out late February. So done-ish, starting done-ish, starting before-ish, uh, and uh, rolling out expected uh, late or mid-March. Um, just keep an eye out for the Yammer mm -hmm. emails in your outlook, and you'll see. So this last message is not only the last message for today, but it is also a last message about Viva for today, yeah. because we've had, what, three of those now uh, yeah. for this one. But before I dive in, I want to remind you to please uh, like this episode, whether it's the video, audio, podcast. Make sure you follow us on 365MCS on all the socials. Go ahead and do that now. And if you could just share out a link, just share the link, whether it's to the YouTube video or to the audio podcast just share the link out on social and tag us we will give you much love back so just go ahead and pause right now and do that just go ahead and share 
uh, whether it's on Twitter, or Insta, Facebook, whatever, just tag us because we're at we're there at 365 MCS. So this last message, top news card on Viva Connections dashboard, MC336859. Now, we did an episode, uh, I think it was July of yep. last year, talking about SharePoint News Boost. And I will not go into detail on that whole boost thing uh, because Daryl starts saying it at every time I say something like boost, he'll just jump in. So what this is, and if you want to hear that, go back to that episode. It's in July. Uh, so what this is, is the uh, Viva Connections dashboard. We're going to have a, a top news card available to us that when new, SharePoint News from your, um, when you have a news uh, from your uh, organizational news site. So remember, you can say this site is a source for organizational news in SharePoint. And in SharePoint web, web parts, it shows up as bolded, you know, and it has a background, which means it's it's this organizational news. So um, when you do that, though, uh, you will also be able to, or it will show up in this new top news card for Viva, Viva Connections dashboard, and will be boosted there as well, right? So um, one thing that I wanted to say, uh, reading up on this and, and getting up to date, you know, when we're boosting news, it's not really doing too much in SharePoint right now, but the plan is for it to, right? The plan is for it to boost in SharePoint news web parts and such. But this is where we're going to see um, that really show up and, and highlight that, hey, I think we can have up to 10 news items that are boosted in the organization. So this mm. is just important stuff we want to highlight. It gives the internal comms people more control of what they want to show within the Viva Connections company feed, which is mm -hmm. quite important because a lot of it's algorithm driven, uh, mm -hmm. and they want to be able to you know show that in in the uh, the feed so that when people open up their mobiles, this is something they really want everyone to know about. Yep. Maybe it's an operational update so they can boost that for a period of time. Indeed. Oh. Well, that is our last item for this week. There's a lot there. Um, and yeah, and there's even some other stuff in there. We didn't cover like the content type modernization in SharePoint lists and libraries. So go check that out. Um, it really isn't a different functionality, but bringing that to the modern, uh, view. So, I mean, there's others in there. Make sure you're reading those messages and communicating with your users on the updates that are coming that apply to them. But, um, yeah, I think that, uh, we, we really covered the important ones. Daryl, do you have anything last to say before people go and share this episode out on the socials? Uh, just keep engaging with us throughout the week. Um, I know Daniel and I, we have a habit of occasionally checking the admin center, the message center, to see what has arrived. Uh, I know that some that do watch the, the show are in that kind of habit too. Um, it's good to be able to have a discussion about this throughout the week too if we see something that's quite interesting or important or impactful and discussing how uh, we might prepare and, and send that message out uh, so that people are made aware of that. So, yeah, just keep an eye out for, for those sorts of things. We love to have a discussion about that, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. See ya.